Hello, everybody, and welcome <laughs> to another edition of the Toogie's Take Podcast, your weekly aggregator, I guess, of everything going on in the hockey world by three random dudes on the internet. That's a really good pitch for this show. We uh, we need to we need to trademark that or set it in stone. We're back again. Us, the guys, the fellas, the three of us are here. Of course, I am joined alongside Mr. Endo Mills. And hi, <laughs> returning to the show, Mr. Sim for the win. Sinski, how the heck are you? I'm doing okay. Yeah, you know, slept like shit last night, but here we are. We're here. We're powering through. We're gonna get this uh, podcast going. It's the way <laughs> to do it. Don't have too much else to add aside from that. Uh, <laughs> it's good to have you back, though. That's all I know. It is good to have you back. The show just isn't the same at this point. Unless it's the three of us here shooting the shit. So today, we have some stuff to talk about. Still not Nazem Kadri. Sign a damn contract, Nazem. For the love of God, the Islanders rumors are still there. Won't go away. I'm bored of this. You're like the last big free agent that needs to sign. Why would he go to the Islanders? That's gross. Where else is he going to go at this point unless he takes a pay cut? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. Pretty much where he's at. But that is like the last big free agent signing I need to put out my final roster update of NHL 22. And then I can just be done with it. So, yeah. Nazem, please, for the love of God. Speaking of Barzell, I just because I mentioned the Islanders and we're mentioning contracts. He's making $14 million in my current franchise mode in L.A. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> L.A. signed Barzell to like $14 million a year. That that is that's crazy. Oh, Good for him. I, lo- I love EA, <laughs> and of course they have no goaltenders. <sighs> yeah, yeah, three three goalies. Two of them are seventy overall or lower. Yep. You know, it's oh. it's great. That game has no problems at all. None. One of these days we will have the doing nothing but complaining about EA. Mm-hmm. Uh, show. It's been a while. It's been a while. It'll, Probably it'll when the next our... game comes out and exactly. it, it sucks. and it sucks dick too. <laughs> oh our my NHL. God. 23 franchise uh, review. It's going to be great. We're not all that long out from it. It's going to be a fun time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, as always, before we get into today's show, talking about all the things and the stuff, wanted to mention that this podcast brought to you by our lovely friends at Manscaped. That is manscaped.com. You can use the code to get a checkout. 20% off your order and free worldwide shipping. Manscaped.com. Code Toogie. Treat yourself right. Do it. Thank you. Clean yourselves. Do it. Yeah. True. Like I okay, I get it. It's it's almost the middle of August already. How the hell is that possible? Like, oh, how much more are you heading to the beach? How much take care of yourself year round. Year round. Do it. Go Toogie. Manscaped. We have some viewer questions from our lovely people over. On our Discord, again, the link is in the description. As always, go to the viewer questions section and leave questions like these fine people did. We'll start off with, coincidentally, Kadri has a ring. Doesn't currently have a contract, but he does have a ring. What is a game in your mind that is the worst game in franchise history for a favorite team in terms of ship performance? What game stands out to you the most as the worst game you can recall your favorite team playing? Oof. Mine is easy. Oh, Twenty nineteen game seven. Game seven. Yeah, they, <laughs> they were they were pretty shit, dude. I'm not gonna lie. I felt so bad. Like, I was like the biggest stage, biggest stage of them all. Game seven, Stanley Cup final, home ice. 
and they lost. I think it was four nothing. I've tried to put that game out of my mind thought, as yeah, much four as possible. Nothing or four one. I can't remember, but yeah, it was oof, just that was fuck. Like that'll that'll always be the answer. Always. Fair enough. Ugh. There's so many to and, choose from. And what game seven round one loss for the for the Leafs are you picking? Actually, you know, I was gonna go a different route. David um, Nashville no, 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 nine no. two. Nashville nine two. I knew I because could that it. was that was what signified there was something gonna happen. I, I'm I'm pissed that it took that long. Like for them to be like, oh shit, you know, like but when you lose to Nashville nine fucking two. Like, and like you're supposed to be a contender, and it was just like, yeah, we're gonna fucking fire everybody, and then just go on more of a mediocrity like streak afterwards. I mean, it, it's had some upsides and some downsides, but just it's just it's just not pretty to look at from a retrospective. Fair enough. Sin, does anything stand out for you as a Sharks fan? Like one specific like, game? No. Like that's the weird thing. I'm trying to think as a Sharks fan and there's not. Honestly, for me, it's more Packers. Because <laughs> mm. every fucking year Aaron Rodgers does magic shit and then they they something weird happens in the playoffs. And it's just it's the most awful thing on the planet. Um, Honestly, I think it was last year. I guess was it. Was it last year against San Francisco where they just were utter dog shit on their in their home arena and it, they just got beat by special teams, essentially? And it was it was supposed to be there. You know, it's supposed to be all the advantage to Green Bay. You're at home in Lambeau where Rodgers doesn't fucking lose and it's snowing. You should beat those clowns from California. And no, <laughs> no. California nine to five prevailed. That was pretty bad. Honestly, yeah, it's weird that it's like for me more Packers stuff than than Sharks stuff. But I mean, I guess I was used to the pain because for the Sharks, it was never one game that stood out. It was always a sequence. Hmm. Maybe that one game, the first time we played Vegas in the playoffs where we went down like four nothing in the first three minutes of the game or whatever. Hmm. But then uh, I'm so numb to the Sharks sucking like. It wasn't a game, but the reverse sweep to L.A., right? Like, yeah. 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 It was, it's always been a sequence. It's always like it's not one domino for the Sharks. It's always like it's the entire thing collapsing. <laughs> yeah. Burn the whole fucking franchise. <laughs> oh, goodness. From Scroopy Noovers. And I feel like we've gotten one of these before, but it's a little bit different. Uh, who is an NHL player that played for your favorite franchise that nobody remembers? Played for that team. His example was Sergei Fedorov for the Ducks. I feel like a lot of people. I don't do even like, remember that. <laughs> I was gonna say, okay, there we go. I'm wrong because I was gonna say I feel like a lot of people do remember that, but maybe it's along the likes of like Adam Foot playing for Columbus, that type of thing, where it's just like, huh, weird. that's a really yeah, but it has to be really our favorite team, move. which is yeah, tougher because right, there's you know, so yeah, the the list or you know the the guy that stands out to you of like nobody mm. remembers this dude. I know. Being a Bruin, I went. Go ahead, lead it off. Bill Guerin for the Sharks. When the fuck <laughs> that? <happen>? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're right. There you go, Bill Guerin. And I remember, I remember, I remember when we traded for him. I went to see a game, and we had just traded for him, like at the deadline or something like that. He's in his 13, Guerin, and then uh, he was playing all over the lineup until this one game. It was a playoff game 
against Nashville. That was when we were playing Nashville every freaking year in the first round. And at the end of the game, when we had the lead and we wanted to kill time off, they sent out Marlo, Thornton, and Garen on a line together. And for mm. one minute straight, they just cycled the puck down low in Nashville's end, and Nashville could not get the puck off of them. It was amazing to witness. But, yeah, it's – uh. Yeah, Bill Bill Guerin is one. Like I was like, eh, Solani, but everyone kind of remembers that. You know, Blake obviously yeah. he was the captain. Everyone kind of remembers that. But yeah, Bill Guerin, he was a, he was a rental. <laughs> he was, and I'm trying to find who he was traded for because the deal was, um, he signed a one year deal with St. Louis in the summer of '06, and uh, was dealt in February of '07 to the Sharks for Villain Yeminen prospect Jay Barabal. And a conditional first that was either New Jersey's in 07 or San Jose's in 08. And I am trying to track that down. Garen, by the way, as a Shark, 16 games, 8 goals, 1 assist. Played 9 playoff games with 2 assists. So, uh, a bit of a weird time. Mm -hmm. Oh, so, that first round pick, the Blues did get it in 2007. 26th overall. David Perron. Mm, that's pretty good. That deal worked out pretty well for the Blues. I mean, granted, he yeah. went to Vegas, he left, he just went to Detroit, but yeah, it's, that's not too bad of a deal for St. Louis. Interesting. And then he got Perron. That's a weird, that's a weird cycle because Perron got absolutely lit up by Jumbo That with that mm. one hit when Jumbo came out of the box that was back then not, maybe not, ah, it's pretty fucking dirty. But maybe it wasn't as dirty back then, but it was when they're starting to try to crack down. <laughs> That's a very interesting confluence of events right there. Could have been a shark and city. It's <laughs> concussed by Jumbo. <laughs> Endo, do you have anything that stands out? Any Leafs that's like, because oh, I, I feel like there's a lot of those, especially in the past 10 years of like, oh, yeah, that guy was a Leaf. Yeah, that 2015 team was something else. Um, I would say Oli uh, Okanen, who what immediately wanted to, he immediately wanted the trade the second mm-hmm. he got there. He was like, he gets there, was like, yeah, I'm out. Because yeah, that, that was part of the team that tanked. It was like yeah. him and like Eric Brewer as a defenseman with like Dion Phaneuf. That's one of the oddest, oddest people to play on that team. But that 15 team was dog shit, absolutely dog yep. shit. Yes, it was. <laughs> Yeah, I can't imagine a Finn would like to play in Toronto. Yeah, it just seems like the complete opposite of the culture that they want to be. <laughs> They're like, no, stop bothering me, please. Yeah. Everyone here so, is loud. Why is everyone loud? So I want to shout out this article from, uh, I believe it's an SB Nation, it is, uh, the SB, the Bruins SB Nation affiliate Stanley Cup of Chowder, uh, who put out an article. Uh, it was Chris Fevens back in 2020. Put out an entire article of Bruins who it's like, how the hell were you a Bruin? Bruins! Paul Coffey? What? Paul Coffey, who played 18 games for the Bruins in 01, 02? Huh. Before retired. I can't even remember that. I don't know why. <laughs> Very bizarre. Um, I, I do remember this one. Brian Leach. Hmm. Former Boston yeah. Bruin. They were really trying to recapture the Bobby Orr vibe there for a while, weren't they? <laughs> yep. Yes, they were. Uh, Dave Andrichuk was a Bruin for 63 games. Endo will obviously remember this one. Felix Potvin was a Bruin. Oh, yeah. 
Um, one of the more recent ones, Brian Gianna. 20 what? games of Brian Gianna as a Bruin. <laughs> Why was he ever on the Bruins? He's like the complete opposite of what they he want. In, he was in 17-18 as well. So fucking weird. Um, one of my favorite that. players of all time, Simone Gagne, played for the Bruins, but he was cooked at that point in 2010. Um, there's been a ton of weird ones for the Bruins, mm-hmm. for sure. I do not remember Brian Gianta at all. Like that's Most a weird Bruins one. fans would like to not remember that as well. Uh, <laughs> our final question comes from RG Dust. Now, this is more of a quiz for you two. Can you name five NHLers that have been in movies? Bonus question. Can you name what NHL player was in the 07, the 2007 Transformers movie? Hint, he played for the Preds. Absolutely not. I got um, nothing. 20, so, 2007 uh, Preds in 2007. Yeah. I can give another hint for this because I had no fucking idea, but I obviously had to look it up. Married to a very famous uh, Fisher? person. Mike Fisher. There it is. Huh. <laughs> that gives it away. Yeah. Yeah, that gave it yeah, away. Mike Five Fisher. NHLers that have been in movies. Well, for one, I guess Mike Fisher's one. Yeah. In uh, the role of football coach, Mike Fisher, by the way, in that movie. Five NHLers, man. Let's yeah, see. Five, five NHLers. Uh, oh. In films. P.K. Um, Subban. Yeah, P.K. Subban. Oh, Most yeah, yeah, jackass yeah. movie. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Um, George Laroque was in Goon. Yes, he was. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Um, Terry Ryan Shorzy? Would that count or no? I'd Ooh. say that counts. Why not? Yeah. that's an, It's low-hanging fruit, though. That's really obvious. It is. Um, Yeah. It's a tough one. Gretzky tough was one. in a movie. He was in Mighty Ducks 2. Yeah. Yeah. So, see, there you go. I was waiting for you to just be like, uh, the Mighty Ducks movies? Because there was all the cameos in the world. Oh, films. yeah. Cam Neely, Luke Robitaille, they were all in D2 as well. I mean, Cam uh, Neely is Seabass and Dumb and Dumber, of course. Um, oh. Yeah. Mar- so I found out Marty McSorley was in Con Air. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> was he the guy that got thrown out of the plane with a message written on him? He was the co-pilot of the plane. So, Weird. yeah, Marty McSorley was in uh, Con Air. I also would have accepted all the cameos in Sudden Death with Jean-Claude Van Damme including uh because the whole movie is based around Jean-Claude Van Damme takes his kids to the Stanley Cup final between the Penguins and the Blackhawks but terrorists uh, are trying to blow up the arena at the same time no clue what that is All dude right. it's the best he fights Iceberg the Penguins mascot which is this woman <laughs> in a suit who knows karate what it's oh Please watch Sudden Death. Hold on. Let me look that this up. That is so right stupid. Right I need to watch that now. It's the best. Uh, let's see. Sudden Death. Where to watch? Uh, uh, yeah, it's like yeah, you can rent it from like YouTube, Apple TV, Voodoo, YouTube. Yeah, pay $4 on YouTube to watch Sudden Death. Do it. Um, God. I also would have accepted Brent Burns' cameo in Vikings, even though it's a TV show. Um, oh, yeah. That's not a movie. <laughs> Uh, also would have accepted Bob Probert in The Love Guru. That was a thing that happened, apparently. Oh, that was that horrible Mike Myers movie, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> and like Mini-Me was a... I don't... Yeah, that was... That was yeah, I, it was I saw weird. bits and pieces. I remember bits and pieces of it. I don't know if I saw the whole thing, but yeah. 
I only remember didn't. bits and pieces. <laughs> I hope you didn't. But yeah, then there's like just a bunch of movies like Mystery Alaska, The Rocket, Young Blood that all had hockey player cameos. So huh. not the most difficult question in the world. But yeah, Bob Probert was in The Love Guru. That's your biggest takeaway from this bout of questions to kick off this show. So thank you, everybody, for those lovely questions. Before we move into kind of our general what's been happening, we need to catch Sin up on what's happened recently. Our boy's been a little bit a little bit separated, a little bit disconnected, which good for you. I wish I could be. Uh, <laughs> I'm rather envious. But a couple of quick things. First and foremost, your thoughts on Patrick Marlowe's number being retired by the Sharks. Had to happen. And he should. Um, and I, he'll probably bleed probably be the only one that's retired for a while at least it should be that way i saw a lot of people start throwing out other names like nolan or nabokov or even jumbo and jumbo's a tough one to say no to but marlo is mr shark like drafted uh, by the yeah. sharks um and we went over on the last episode like yeah. how many team records he has funny thing was though i want to see if you can get this uh, the all-time hat trick leader, Marlowe's tied with a bunch of people for second with five. Do you know who has the most hat tricks in Sharks history? With nine, by the way. Nine? That's crazy. This answer shocked the shit out of me, I'm going to be honest. Nine hat tricks. Yeah. Jeff Friesen. Solid guess. Damn. Nah. Jonathan Chichu. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I I, what I was going to say him, but I'm like that's almost too obvious. Like I feel like it's not mm. that. But no, yeah, he the, the first, I mean his 56 goal season, dude, he had like so many hat tricks that year alone. That's how we got it. Yeah, he was just that dominant for such a short amount of time. But it worked out for him. Or Jum- Jumbo was that don- dominant, who knows. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh as well, Mario Ferraro ended up re-signing with the yes, Sharks. Yes, he did. Finally, a 4-year deal at 3 and a quarter. Yep. Currently has the Sharks at 1.2 over the cap. Mm-hmm. Still seems like someone's going to get moved. Now we'll just cheat all year. It's hey. fine. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, someone's on the way out. I don't know who it is. Um, not a major, major piece for that amount, 1.2 or so. Like, But I don't know. Is We'll have to see. We'll see what they what moves they make. Obviously, yeah, you said some some other moves got to take place, so... We'll see what Mike Greer has up his sleeve. But overall, you know, we wanted a new direction. He's put us on it for better or worse, and we'll see what happens with it. Your thoughts on Dustin Brown getting his jersey retired by the Kings mm-hmm. and also the announcement that he is going to get a statue outside the former Staples Center. Uh, what? That's my best Stone Cold impression. <laughs> I don't fucking get it. Oh my god. That makes zero sense to me. Absolutely zero it? sense. I it's it's like it's like they're memeing and someone made a fucking meme and it actually went way too far and now they're like, well, we're in too deep now. We're kind of committed to it. Like everyone's on board. Fuck. Um a Dustin Br- as long as it's him with the fucking water bottle squirting it the wrong way, I'm I'm on board. And it's gotta be a fountain. It's gotta be a fountain. <laughs> <laughs> If oh. not, then what are you doing? I'm sure I don't know. I, I haven't t- obviously I haven't talked to Crash about this, but I want to know how he's feeling as a resident geriatric he was, Kings fan. He was yeah, he was okay with it. Um, just the idea if he was the captain 
to the first two teams to ever win type of thing. So, yeah. And then Max Pacioretty criticizing the Vegas Golden Knights upon his exit should be uh, noted as well. Unfortunately, Pacioretty tore his Achilles in practice with the Hurricanes. He'll be out for at least six months. So that talk shit get hit. That's actually, uh, but, damn, that sucks because now, yeah, oh, oh well. Yeah, I can't really, can't really rub it back in their face, right? Yeah. So Patch already said this, and then I want your thoughts. Uh, quote, I even mentioned that at the end of the year. I didn't say this specifically. I didn't want to be, I didn't want this to be like playing in Montreal. But I told them, quote, no one is really holding us accountable. If we had a bad year like this, the city would be half on fire if we were in Montreal. Here we are showing up to the rink. It's 80 degrees. It's sunny. We're getting our car washed, getting organic food, playing golf. I was kind of like, we got to police this thing better amongst each other. I don't want to say it was a country club, but when you have no one from the inside holding you accountable. So the culture is what we expected it to be in Vegas, isn't it? Yeah. Just the biggest smile right now. The Cheshire Cat smile. I mean, this is all stuff that I've pretty much been aware of or at least have uh, been able to hypothesize and suss out from what just what has gone on i mean yeah there's no there's no accountability top to bottom in that organization and it's extremely clear like (laughs) and yeah and honestly i hope they continue to implode further Uh, it does really suck that patch already you know hurts his achilles and shit like that because then the vegas fans who are like you know, trying to uh, rationalize how it's okay to trade a player away like that for future considerations, literally your best goal scorer, are now feeling vindicated, even though they still shouldn't. But, yeah, they feel vindicated. It's their, it's their little, uh, oh, thank God. Yeah, we, we got rid of him. See, we made the right choice, even though he wasn't yeah. hurt before we. Yeah. So, yeah, just wanted to get your thoughts on a couple of things. Before we actually move into the uh, general side of things, wanted to mention uh, it was announced today uh, that Borja Solomon, uh, at 71 years old, he's been diagnosed with ALS, which is uh, absolutely fucking brutal, ridiculously yeah. horrible disease. It's the only way to really sum it up. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, so best wishes to him, his family. But a reminder to you youngins out there, research a legend. First ever Swedish Hockey Hall of Famer. Had four straight 70-point seasons as a defenseman between 1977 and 1980. Uh, Leafs club legend is number 21, retired by the team. Research a legend inform yourself get a little bit knowledgeable today uh, and do so in a good way by looking up uh, a fucking hockey legend in Borja Salming um, for your youngins things... that... yeah, for your youngins ahead. that's essentially a like a like a better William Nylander there you go <laughs> also yeah, a defenseman who racked defense. up 100 penalty minute seasons <laughs> if Nylander <laughs> played defense and went into the corners so oh, nothing like William Nylander got him. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so just ignore what endo just said <laughs> ignore everything i've said throw it out the window beautiful I could be the- um endo as well just uh for for leafs fans the, the horrifying news that rich clune retired but he does join the yeah. leafs, uh, as a player development coach um just all around a damn good hockey story on that one for rich clune good guy and then yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you had anything to add about Rich Klum. I was just trying to twist the knife a little bit. I don't know. No, uh, he's 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 retired and he's taken a management job inside of the Toronto Maple Leafs organization. So that's great. Um, seems like a lot of. Um, I feel like that culture just with the Leafs organization. Excuse me, while I just homer it up a little bit here for my for my favorite team. Oh please. Um, do. 
like it just they, they seem like they really want to like keep a, like a unit together and like work with their 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 former players uh, i'm not sure if a lot of franchises really do that and i only really do it in like an alumni kind of role but like i don't see a lot of places like actually bringing in that talent as well to do stuff on the internals or at least as much as other franchises fair i, I gotta be honest I, I kind of agree with it really like you don't really hear about yeah. them doing anybody wrong at least the uh, culture compared to vegas <laughs> Got one yeah. up on Vegas, at least. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, Kevin Bieksa put this story out that was always kind of rumored and is even now more confirmed uh, that Daniel and Henrik Sedin used to switch jerseys just for fun, which started in their minor hockey days, uh, and they would randomly switch jersey before preseason games, all-star games, and quote, probably more. <laughs> There is a chance in regular season NHL games that that Sedins switch jerseys just to fuck with people, meaning their stat lines could be wrong. <laughs> but at the same time, they made the Hockey Hall of Fame together anyway, so who gives a fuck? Um, under normal circumstances, it'd be like, but the sanctity of the game. But this is hilarious. This <laughs> is honestly hilarious. Like, why? Of course they would do that. Why wouldn't they, right? But I just love the idea of the all-star introductions. Here's Daniel Sedin, and it's Henrik. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Nobody knows. Like, it's just, God bless the Sedin twins. Yeah, Nobody's going to know. As much as it was fun to rip on them when they were playing and stuff, they like, they, they were great. They were incredible to watch. Like they were, they were, they were a blast. The same thing I always say. If the 2011 final wasn't against the Bruins, I 100% would have been rooting for the Canucks in that series. Like, God, just you know, for the Sedins alone, Roberto Luongo. I mean, how could you not at that stage? But yeah, goddamn, Sedins are the best. Um, some captain news as well as we continue to kind of fly through this because, hey, guess what? There wasn't a ton to talk about until the very end. Um, the New York Rangers have named the 28th captain of their team's history. Jacob Truba. Trumba. Jacob Trumba. <laughs> Come on, like, Trumba. On I, one hand, I'm not surprised. On the other, I know some people are like, oh, you're not Panera, not Sabanajad, not Kreider, not this guy. But it's like, you surprised know, it isn't Kreider, honestly. Truba, to me, doesn't make sense. Especially when yeah, he's I mean, gonna... Kreider's, Kreider's signed for an extra year, too. Truba's under, Truba's under contract for four years. Kreider's got five more years left. Yeah. But there you go, the culture. Uh, it does lead up to the uh, question here, though. There are seven teams that don't currently have a captain. And I kind of wanted your thoughts. We're going to go through every team here and just kind of be like, hey, who do you think? Do you think they'll name a captain or kind of hold off? Uh, Anaheim. In terms of a captain, their captain potential for, like, the veteran leadership... Uh, Cam Fowler, Mm-mm. Adam Henrique, they are 100% waiting or they will just, they'll just hand somebody like Terry Zegris. Yeah. They uh, need to go triple alternate until, until one of the young guys steps up. Like that's what I yeah. think their path is. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I, I can't disagree with that at all. Like, I don't know. Maybe, you know, like, I, I don't know. Cause we talk about like the optics of captaincy. And sometimes, you know, it, it is that guy where it's like, oh, yeah, that's that's weird. That guy was the captain of this team. Yeah, I don't see the Ducks doing that. 
at this stage. Nor do I think they want to put the pressure on on Trevor Zegras to just no. be like, "Hey, you're 21 to the captain yeah. of the Ducks now. Have fun." Like, yeah, that that often doesn't work out too well. And I want to see Zegras continue to be himself and not feel like that he needs to be this fucking prototypical NHLer. That's honestly the worst thing they could do is just hand it to Zegras right now. Yeah. Uh, the Arizona Coyotes. Chikrin has three years left on his deal, but he's been There's in all, all that the trade, trade rumors. rumors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, no, no one cares. Moving on. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> Keller for six more years, Schmaltz for four more. Lawson Kraus just signed a new uh, five-year deal worth four point three million per, which is a pretty pretty good deal for Lawson Kraus. I'm glad it's worked out for him there. But yeah. uh, yeah, there's no like obvious shout for me of like name that guy captain. I guess it would be Clayton Keller is your best player, but why is not give it, yeah. give, give it to Andrew Ladd for the year. Give it to yeah, the young, might. give it to the youngest guy on the team who's used to a college setting. There you go, everybody. We made the college joke for the for the Coyotes. There you go. Get Open your bingo out. cards, Deke Slayer. Holy, I, I feel so sad for him, man. It's just constantly under attack as a Coyotes fan. Like how yeah. how dare you be a Coyotes fan? Is what yep. he's had to deal with all goddamn summer. It's ridiculous. Uh, the Buffalo Sabers, Alex Tuck. End of. Like how like he's a New York guy and just how that team rallied around him essentially as the centerpiece of the Eichel trade, Alex mm-hmm. Tuck has to be their captain. Um, Solid I think nod. Too, he plays like the right he, way. I think for that captain too, which is why I wanted Kreider honestly for New York, but you know, yeah, I mean, I think you don't want to put that pressure on Darlene at this stage. No, um, no. Look what happened yeah, with Eichel. Yeah. Yeah, so Tuck, like Tuck is the guy to be the captain for that team. Hands down, no debate. The Calgary Flames. Nassin, you haven't gotten to talk about how well they've kind of rebounded from losing Goudreau and the Kachuk trade. Because again, they brought in in Huberdeau. Yeah, Yeah. they brought in Huberdeau, successfully re-signed him as well. Oh, I didn't even know that. Oh, so yeah, there you go. Eight years at ten and a half million for Jonathan Huberto starting wow. after this season. He's still under contract for five point nine for this upcoming year. Ten and a half is is high, but that is a guy prime. who put up one hundred and fifteen points yeah. in eighty games last. Yeah, year. it is. And yeah, and and he's more consistent high end scoring than uh, than Keith Matthew Kachuk was. What the hell did I just go to Keith for? Um, we were talking but, about uh, the old heads. That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah um that's yeah that's really impressive uh well now i'm blanking on who the other guy got oh my god uh they got mackenzie weger yes they they haven't obviously signed him yet yeah i mean they at the same time money for both i don't know uh yes i do believe they do uh at the end of the yeah because at the end of this season uh, Milan Lucic's deal is up and Sean Monahan's oh. deal is up. So, oh, yeah, they have the money. Like they have navigated this very well. They re-signed Andrew Manchapani. Yeah. Like they have, they have rebounded very, very well. Leads to the question of team captain. Do you go Huberto since he's going to be there forever in a day? Um, yeah. do you go short-term captain like a Hannafin, a Tanev? Rasmus Anderson, like I don't know who they go for. To me, Matthew Kachuk was their next captain. You know, like mm-hmm. so now, yeah, it's that's a tough one. That's really tough. Yeah, I uh, 
I, I don't can have see them just handing coach. it to Huberto, but that's also a tough situation to walk in from Florida to a Canadian team. And now you're also yeah. the captain. You're making mm-hmm. 10.5 mil. If you don't put up that hundred points. Yeah. The yeah. <laughs> Canadian media will have a fucking field day. Yeah. They're already having especially. a field day right now. They're already going off already. That's fair. Are they? Rumbling up with, yeah. It's just, <sighs> I see why people left. I see why Goudreau left uh, sure. that situation over there in Calgary. Cause it's just the media itself is just kind of like, <sighs> I mean, it's not as cutthroat as it is over here in Toronto. But just in general, like the the viciousness sometimes, if you just underperform like a small little smidge, it's like, well, what the fuck, right? Yeah, that's a good way to sum it up, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Um, Montreal, no captain. feel like they're in the same spot as the Ducks, where you're going to kind of wait for somebody younger. Uh, granted, Nick Suzuki's new eight-year contract starts this year. They have Gallagher and Josh Anderson for five more years. Uh, Mike Matheson for four. I mean, I don't know. Like, maybe do you want to name? Do you name a twenty-three-year-old Nick Suzuki the captain? I don't think so. Like, I think you go for like a Brendan Gallagher at that stage if you're even going to keep him. I think it. Yeah, just give Gallagher. It should one hundred percent be Gallagher. Yeah. The Flyers don't currently have a captain. Uh, just give it to John Tortorella. Um, God, you have. Uh, you have Couturier, new eight-year extensions kicking in this year. It's I feel like he has, he's got to be the obvious shout. Because um, otherwise, your longest, you know, if we kind of use term as a basis, uh, Kevin Hayes, four years left, Farabee, six. Lawton, Nick Delorier, four years left each. <laughs> Rasmus Ristolainen, five years my... at 5.1. <laughs> it's going to be Couturier or Ristolainen, 100%. And then 100%. the Seattle Kraken looking to name their second captain potentially after Mark Giordano. Uh, in terms of who they oh, have yeah. signed, uh, Jaden Schwartz for four years, Burakovsky for five, Bjork, uh, yeah, Oliver Bjorkstrand for four. Jesus, Columbus, you're so stupid. Uh, Jared McCann for five. Uh, Yanni, uh, yeah, Yanni Gord, three more years. Jamie Alexiak has four more years. Like, there are some options. I don't know if anyone necessarily stands out as like, yeah, this is our guy. You might want to wait for a Maddie Beneers or Shane Wright to be ready. Yeah, I, I think they should wait. Yeah, I think they're a very similar situation to Anaheim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Best way to to sum it up there, really. So yeah. I'm, I don't know. I'm intrigued to kind of see who ends up uh, who ends up there in terms of those captain spots. But I think a fair amount of those teams might just wait. Which brings us, everybody, to the main event of the show. The most recent signings will start off with Vegas. They re-signed forward Nick Waugh, five years, three million. Keegan Colasar, three insane years. term. Sorry, I'm just going to say that's insane term on a three million deal. What the fuck? I think that's just their best way to – like that's the thought process, right? Like he's worth more, but if we give him the term, he'll drop the, the price type of thing. Mm-hmm. Is, is it worth more? I don't know, man. I guess. Yeah, it's three years or three millions probably good for Nick Waugh. If you look over four, it's like, eh, maybe not. Yeah. Um, Keegan Colasar got three years at 1.4. That one's pretty surprising, too. It leaves him with $2 million in space after Weber's LTIR. That's right. Again, Shea Weber's LTIR for Vegas uh, to sign defender Nick Haig, who's worth more than $2 million. So yeah. more moves for Vegas coming up. 
Oh boy! Your back, the swords are flying. Oh boy! Someone's <laughs> <laughs> gonna get got. Walsh is uh, his his PA and his personal assistant right now is going his, ham. His fucking spider sense is going oh. crazy. <laughs> yeah, his, his fucking assistant is just on Photoshop nonstop now, putting up all the possibilities. God. Oh. And Martin Natchez re-signed in Carolina for two years at three million. Pretty damn good deal there. I really, really wanted him back in the burn steel. <laughs> I don't blame you. Uh, and oh. they'll be okay because they still got Jake Gardner on LTIR for one more year. And nothing else happened, everybody. Nothing else. (laughs) Well, there is one more team that did something. Just a few things. The Boston Bruins did a thing. Sound the alarms. They actually did a thing. Don Sweeney woke the hell up and did a thing. Now, Three I, called, I called August 8th a good day to be a Bruins fan. wasn't a great day, but Don did well. Don did what he had to do to save his goddamn job. Because, 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 because. Allow me to read off what the Bruins lines could have been had these moves not happened. Top line could have been something like Marshawn Zaka Pasternak. Yikes. Second line could have looked like Taylor Hall, Charlie Coyle, Jake DeBrusque. And then you get into the bottom six. Third line presumably could have been something like Nick Felino, Oscar Steen, Craig Smith. And the fourth line, Noshik, Frederick, Lettieri, Jack Studnicka. Fucking yikes is what the Boston Bruins were looking at. But on the eighth, not only, of course, did they re-sign Pavel Zaka one year at $3.5 million, not too bad. They brought back Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci. The captain, one year at $2.5 million. The best contract in the NHL. Fuck you otherwise if you disagree. Because that is the greatest defensive forward in the history of the NHL for $2.5 million. I don't care how old he is. He's still beyond elite. Thank God this happened. And then David Krejci comes back after a year away in the Czech League. One year, one million. Hopefully he hasn't lost too much of a step. But presumably the Bruins' lines now will be something like this. Marshawn, Bergeron, and probably Jake DeBrusque. And a second line of Taylor Hall, David Krejci, and David Pasternak. And I say that second line because that was a big point of contention with Bruce Cassidy is he didn't really like playing Krejci and Pasternak together, even though they really wanted to. And then your third line suddenly looks like Pavel Zaka, Charlie Coyle, Craig Smith, which I think is a phenomenal third line. This team looks so much goddamn better on paper. Yes, it hinges upon two very old men uh, not falling off of a cliff, but I will take that bet compared to the alternative of what the fuck was that roster going to look like if Bergeron retired and Krejci didn't come back. Think about when the Sharks made the cup. Both Marlo and Thornton were over the age of 35. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, if you have the right supporting cast around them, good things can happen. Unless, you know, as long as you don't run into the fucking worst case scenario of a a team like Pittsburgh. 
All I know but, is Pavel Zaka is worth as much as Bergeron and Krejci. So, <laughs> so celebrate better act like everybody. it, motherfucker. <laughs> time to be the best third liner. You got to dish that puck and you got to shut it down all at the same time. Enjoy. I just thank God, though, it takes so much pressure off of him to not have to be this. And coil. <laughs> coil, too, man. Like, thank God. Like, it really does take so much pressure off of those guys where you don't have to be this dynamite top six option. You can just be a really good third line option. And fuck's sake, if you can't pull off being a good third line option when you're playing behind that top six, mm-hmm. then you got to go. Like, this is the time to be like, yeah, no, this, you got to get it done at this instance. But much, much more optimistic uh, about the Bruins season this year. Uh, cap space wise, they're, they're basically done. Uh, they have enough space to send down uh, some people to become cap compliant. So they're, they're pretty much good to go. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if this team is necessarily good enough on paper to win a cup. But I do like their chances a little bit more. It is worth noting, however, and this is where it gets scary for the Bruins, Brad Marchand and Charlie McAvoy have both had surgery this offseason. Right. Uh, Brad Marchand had hip surgery. McAvoy had shoulder surgery. Um. I believe Marchand, it was at the end of May, had that surgery. That's a six-month recovery time, so he's going to miss the start of the season. And McAvoy, I think, had shoulder surgery at the beginning of June, also with the projected six-month recovery time. So, you know, if if the team's not at 100% at the start of the season and they start slow, that Atlantic division is scary enough that maybe you just find yourselves a bit too far bit too far gone and not being able to recover it could happen yeah. Uh, but yeah no, I, I feel a hell of a lot better at this stage than I than I thought I would uh, and if they fail to miss the playoffs please fire Don Sweeney even though he just signed an extension thank you I'm not I'm not 100% on the Don Sweeney train at this point just because he did literally the bare minimum to keep this team in a competitive state <laughs> so boys with that a nice short off-season show, because yeah. what else would we do? Um, for the love of God, Nazem Kadri, please sign. Uh, for the love of God, Dallas, find a way to sign Jason Robertson and Jake Ottinger. What the hell are you doing? Those are your two franchise studs moving forward. For the love of God, get the deal done. What's the matter with you? For the love of God, will the Toronto Maple Leafs find a way to sign Phil Kessel for league men? <laughs> or come back to Boston. Either or. Make it happen. Somebody sign Phil Kessel. Please. And P.K. Subban, for that matter. Or don't, so he can go make ESPN or TNT's coverage better here in the States. I thought he already signed a contract with them. I think he did. He signed an off-season contract. Ah. Uh, so, like, enough. he basically guaranteed himself a job. Door. Yeah, outside of he is the job every offs every every playoff time. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He is with ESPN. He, right. He's he's gonna be he's gonna kick ass as an analyst. He's yeah, you know, he's still serviceable as a player, but who knows if anyone signs him? You know the <laughs> shitty thing? He's only thirty three. Oh, I know, I know. 
it's nuts how far his career has like seemingly dropped in such a weird amount of like short amount of time but those injuries man those injuries i mean he played 77 games last year but and i know everyone's gonna like be like oh it's his him it's his personality and his ego i'm like it's not dude like come on like if there's such a like just because he you know did a youtube channel thing and like other stuff like him just being himself and people always want to attribute that to your lack of focus like dude players are human and honestly if he's being himself i'd say he's more focused on the game i i it's it's injuries man yeah no i yeah i agree i mean i don't know i Part part of me thinks that there might be something more behind. Uh, it's just him having an outgoing personality. You no, know, I didn't want to say that, but you know, <laughs> it starts with an R. Rectal with- cancer. Oh, <laughs> and ends with acism. <laughs> <laughs> I mean rectal. I mean, like, I don't know what he's got going on there. Like <laughs> rectal casism. okay so we'll try to uh we'll try to make the episode title either acism or rectal acism Uh, we'll see (laughs) we'll we'll see if we can get away with either of those if not we can default to walsh's spider sense that could could be a more family friendly flying swords in vegas (laughs) god damn it uh sin it was great having you back this week Good to be back. What do you got going on? I know you. I know you got some franchise. Yeah, playing on. some franchise capitals. Uh, Ovi finally retired with over one thousand goals in his career. We did it. We got him to the one K milestone. Um, we did win one cup and then got very, very close to another one. Uh, spoilers. Spoiler. Um, I won't. I won't say if we won or not with this one, but we had Crosby and Malkin as well on the Caps. <laughs> what the saw. heck? Yes. Was that yeah. like a was All that a free fuck you team? Kinda, and uh, that that was a good run too. But yeah, we're uh, we just did a quick little retool, integrating the new young guys in the lineup. So that's yeah, still going strong, man. And uh, that's yeah, pretty much it. I'm still doing the music stuff. You guys check me out on Spotify, Paul Cinders, and uh, also very happy. I just inherited like two thousand dollars worth of a bunch of free Warhammer stuff. So hey. I've been having a lot of fun with that the last few days. There you go, Endo Mills. What's going on with you, my friend? Uh, so I've been doing be a pro because I hate myself. Um, oh, hey, must... remember how last night on stream number one, I kicked your ass. You shut your whore mouth with that fucking. We'll, we'll, we'll upload something lips. on YouTube eventually where I kicked your ass. Um, this yeah, fucker. remember how last night you complained to me about using my rosters and be a pro? Yeah. How it's like, oh, it's difficult for me as a 65 overall to score on your rosters and ma- tried to make that sound like a bad thing. No, so I'm not blaming that? you. I'm not blaming you. I'm blaming the fact that EA has still consistently for the past two years drop you in as a 65 overall, no matter where the fuck you start. I don't know what's what that what why you would if you're going to drop me in the end, fucking give me at least a chance. As a 65 overall, because the way your rosters are put up, people don't know already, is that everyone has like fucking 85, like 95 speed. It's more accurate than how players actually are. The worst part is, is I use 10 to 10 attribute like adjustments. So that way, if you're if you're like actually like a top player, you're playing a top player. Meanwhile, I'm like dying on there. I'm dying on the ice. Aside from being a pro, 
um doing a maybe recording some hockey i got a playoff game tonight hence why we record a little bit earlier and uh yeah hopefully i don't die and yeah that's it that's that's what i got going on follow me endo mills on everywhere yeah beautiful uh yeah for me streaming um god we've we've played a lot of stuff recently uh, because my emulator broke for NCAA basketball, but we're getting back to that. Going to get a bit more F1 in there. And in less than a week's time, Madden 23. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to get mm. back and playing Madden. I know it's a mess of a game every year. I can enjoy that mess of a game, mainly because I don't play it online, but I can enjoy that beautiful mess of a game. I actually haven't. Now, they changed the scouting system to be more like yeah. NHL's during the course of last year's game but i never went back to madden once that change came through so that scouting is going to be completely new for me which i'm very very excited about so happy for that yeah hopefully we can build another uh big old dynasty like we had with the atlanta falcons last year forget what channel that was on for that one but uh yeah go watch the second one it's on the second one one. there you go go watch that one because that was a hell of a time sin had a hell of a time following the adventures of a of a certain quarterback who made himself a hero a legend dirty bird nation got Um, a question though got a question for you go ahead are you playing it on pc or playing it on console probably gonna play it on console because uh if the f1 launch on pc is any indication i trust ea's releases on console to be in better shape okay the reason why i said that is because i'm gonna throw this out there just while we're on the pod here would you do a parsec super bowl run where we play madden as a unit yes do we have to do that or is that a possibility in madden to begin with i'm not really sure i mean can you play connected franchise with people on the same team We'll find this out. Maybe we maybe we have some content coming to the Madden world. Maybe we do. I mean, we tried to do this for FIFA, but again, you can't position lock in old FIFA games. Yeah. Like, Endo and I tried that and said it would have been fun as hell. Um, and it would have been fun to get you involved there, even though you're not a big FIFA player. But just the idea of Endo and I were playing, uh, us two against the AI, and I could pass it, and it would switch to Endo no matter what no matter what player he was controlling. So if like he was making a run down the field with one player, whenever I passed it to the computer, it would switch to him. So he'd just turn into the defense every time because he wasn't expecting it. Yeah. Just a shit show. Absolute shit show. That so fucking awful. difficult. Just terrible. Uh, yeah. So I don't know if we'll be able to play an old football game unless there is a more recent FIFA. I really wanted to play like FIFA World Cup 2014 and have us win the World Cup as like the United States or something because – that's never fucking happening. Never happening. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Bottom line. Long, I'm excited longest outro ever, by the way. I like it. Isn't it? We have fun here. We talk. We'll see yeah. you next week, everybody. Re- Rectalacism. <laughs> Will that be the episode title? Find out. You already did. <laughs> Manscaped. Code 2. Good night.